You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching the Hakai thick, burly clan nestled in the prairie await the Bajer. Also thick and burly. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, Piers, Jim Rutledge. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. He's Hamilton, I'm Rutledge. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. We're presented by Coors Light at the Monster Blue. You know what to do? And that's Crush a Coors Light. We are asking you a couple of different Iron Jock poll questions. Which revenge game matters the most for Luke Fickle and the Badgers to win? They take on Iowa this weekend at Camp Randall. 30% of you say Iowa. 7% of you say Illinois. 62% of you say get that axe back from P.J. Fleck. We also are asking you on at Jim and Matt, the Rutledge and Hamilton Twitter handle. Uh, we are asking, which state has the least to do? And right now, 15% of you say Illinois, 15% of you say Michigan, 0% of you say Minnesota, 70% of you say Iowa. I'm sorry, in this specific question, in no way is Illinois or Michigan anywhere close to what Iowa... I mean, there's things to do in Illinois and Michigan. Like, literally forever, because there is a large city, and then there's other things to do if we wanted more small-town right. stuff. I'm not saying they're. This is not like we'll give Wisconsin the crown in the area. I think Wisconsin's a nice mix, and you can get to these places. Now Wisconsin could have some looser laws and some things. We all could have just a great time. <laughs> but like sometimes you got to go to these places. You're not going to go to Eat Iowa. You're going to go to Iowa to place a bet, or you're going to go to Illinois to place a bet. Mm, probably Illinois. Yeah, and yeah. so like that's kind of where it goes. I mean, and, that drive to Dubuque's pretty nice, though. <clears throat> I don't know. I've broken down on that drive. It's not that nice. <laughs> It's nicer than the drive to Chicago. That interstate's the worst. I didn't say Chicago, Illinois. Like you could place a bet, like on a an app, like just over the border, and right. you could pick up some other things if you wanted to over the border too, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> so like you can't do that in Iowa. That's true. According to Hotels.com, the number one thing to do in Iowa is the Buddy Holly crash site. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the legend. The Badgers are gonna kick this snot out of Iowa, right? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. That's my prediction. Everyone has in love with the under right now. I think it's at 35 or 34 and a half. And I think it, the Badgers are going to flex that running muscle. Luke Fickle knows where his butter is bred on. His bread <laughs> is buttered on this team, right? He knows that your best player on the field is Braylon Allen. And you have. Less than ideal conditions for throwing the ball. It's way safer just to hand it to a running back. Why wouldn't you just let this guy feast this afternoon or uh, tomorrow afternoon? Like that's the way it's going to go. Whether Braylon Allen runs amok or not, that's that's going to be on him. But I have so much faith that he is going to be able to run through this uh, this defense because the offensive line I hope is going to take down the defensive line and then Braylon Allen up against anybody in the secondary like let's go I mean this with all due respect but I do need to point this out Deacon Hill former Badger quarterback right 6 of 21 against Purdue the Badgers get right opponent earlier this year 
110 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Like they won that game 20 to 14 on defense and Purdue being bad. Right. Iowa's offense was bad before they had to go to their backup, Deacon Hill. And Deacon Hill, and I'm just putting this for context, was already on his way out under Paul Chris. This is not a Luke Fickle came in and Deacon Hill's just not his type of quarterback. No, like Deacon Hill was already not a he didn't want to be at Wisconsin. So this isn't some guy's victim of the system. This is a guy who was not working at Came Wisconsin. In, wasn't it? Yes. And that's right. not a knock on him. I'm just trying to set it up of like, this isn't like, oh, fickle miss. This is a Wisconsin and Deacon all thought, hey, go have a better opportunity somewhere else, and I wish him the best of luck. So I use that context and the idea that Deacon Hill uh, should be a guy the Badgers defense should be able to confuse. This would be his second start in the Big Ten. And I think emotions would be running high because he did come to Wisconsin. He wanted to play at Wisconsin. It didn't work out, and that's that's the breaks. But still, as a player, you're going to want right. to come back and stick it to him. But realistically, stop Caleb Johnson, the running back for Iowa. Yep. Badgers win this game. And I think you could just go all out, one-dimensional, pile the run. Yeah, force him to beat you through the air. And like like I said earlier, the, the conditions are not conducive to throwing the ball. I don't care if it's done raining. like It's still going to be wet. Like that, that turf is going to be wet. So when they put the ball down and they snap it every single time, there's going to have issues with uh, the ball. So that's this Badger team is we're built to run. Luke Fickle came in and he has this idea uh, that we're going to do that. It's an air raid offense and Phil Longo's air raid. It's going to take some time for them to get all the players they need to run the system exactly the way they want. They picked up a system that was flex that Midwest muscle and run through them. And that is what I think the Badgers are going to rely heavily on. Braylon Allen is too talented to be bottled up the entire game. He might not have a great first half, but he's going to wear that defense down, and he'll get his. It's just how much. My prediction, 27-10. to 10. On the over. All right, 844-770-3776. You can chime in with your Badgers versus Iowa prediction. Give us your game prediction there if you'd like to. But also... I want to ask you, have the Badgers football team met your expectations so far? And I would say yes when you look at it in the context of they're 4-1. And they lost to Washington State, who is currently in the top 25, and that was on the road, and they came back in that second half. So um, they're on pace to meet the expectations I had for them for the whole year. Right. And so wins is what matters in the most of this. That's why Paul Chris was fired. He was losing these games. And if you can come out and beat Iowa and beat Minnesota and beat Illinois and then handle your business against the lesser, like a Nebraska and Northwestern, you're going to end up in a Big Ten championship game. That's what they're pacing towards. Mm-hmm. If they beat Iowa, they're pacing towards the Big Ten championship game, which is exactly what we want. So for me, as of today, yes, because they're right there with Iowa, and if they beat Iowa tomorrow, they are 100% meeting my expectations. They're not exceeding them, but I don't care that much how you get there. This is a new offense, but Braylon Allen... Uh, 21 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown against Rutgers. Uh, but Jackson Aker, 65 yards on 13 carries. And then Tanner Mordecai at 50 yards. Like They're still running for over 200 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Aker comes in, different style runner than Braylon Allen. So I just think this team is going to... know where their butter's breaded, Jim. Yes. <laughs> I understand we all Man. wanted the ball to be all over the field. It still can get there. Yeah. This is a work in mm-hmm. progress. But during this work in progress, they're 4-1, 2-0 in conference. And now they have an opportunity. Iowa's a big test. But if they beat Iowa, they are on track, Matt Hamilton. Uh, You know what? If they lose to Iowa, they might have to revive their season a little bit. That's right. And unfortunately, our friends at Revive Restoration won't be able to help the Badgers out with that. But but they could help them out if there was maybe some water damage at Camp Randall or water damage to your home or small business. 
anything like water damage, fire, smoke, mold, storm damage, and a whole lot more. Revive Restoration has your back 365 days a year, seven days a week. They've got a hotline, basically an emergency online site, revivepros.com. You can submit your claim for any sort of these accidents or mishaps that happen to your home or small business. They can take care of it. My friend Phil flooded basement on Sunday. Tuesday, he had a dry basement, torn down to the studs, ready to get his life back on track again. They can do the same for you as well. You can go to revivepros.com and check them out, or you can call Revive Restoration. Remember, there's no project too big or too small, so Revive Restoration has your back the next time you have an accident. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Chime in with your IO prediction. You can chime in with uh, your superstition, because it's Friday the 13th, or you can chime in with your favorite horror flick. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. This cannot be combined with national customer credit. Offer expires October 31st. Stop in and test drive today. Check out our website to see our current electric vehicle inventory and our monthly specials. The search for your Audi begins and ends at Audi Madison off the Beltline and Rimrock Road. Drive yours today. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton on 100.5 ESPN. Brought to you by Carbon World Health. Things are falling down on me, heavy things I could not see. Fish Friday continues on ESPN Madison. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. Hi, Rutledge. Hey. Uh, you get into the show, 844-770-3776. We are asking you uh, for a Badger score prediction, your favorite horror flick in honor of uh, Friday the 13th. We are also uh, talking about worst states are surrounding Wisconsin. Is it Iowa? Is it Illinois? Is it Michigan? Is it Minnesota? And why is it Iowa? Yeah, it's 100% Iowa. I mean, yeah. Iowa is like, I mean, I guess I'd rather be in Iowa than Nebraska. Like, Omaha, what's the worst Omaha's state awesome. in the Big Ten? <clears throat> is it Indiana? Nah. Yes. No. Indianapolis is cool. I lived in Indiana for th- for two years. Indianapolis is cool. Bloomington is a really cool town. It's fine, dude. <clears throat> but, like, I enjoy hey, if you're, you want to talk about bad driving, mm-hmm. people in Indiana have a Full-blown death. Wish. What about Pennsylvania? You got, like, a couple major major cities there. It's kind of cool. I got yeah, an I Indiana story about driving. I got pulled over. On my way, I was moving back from Florida, and I got pulled over in Indiana for going, I don't know, 65 and 55 or whatever. And I just never paid the ticket because uh, I had a Wisconsin – I had a Florida driver's license, and I got to Wisconsin. I switched from Wisconsin – or Florida to Wisconsin driver's license, and I just never paid it, and – just so gone. you've got like a warrant out for I could. I might not be allowed in the state of Indiana. I don't know. <laughs> That's not the worst place <laughs> to be banned from. I'm not saying – I still think it's Iowa. I'm not saying that Indiana is like good by any means, but like literally stack it up. What does Iowa got? Like Des Moines, Dubuque. Like Dubuque's – like, I'm not like, like hating on Dubuque. Depression. <laughs> What's the other uh, – Galena's a nice – no, it's in Illinois, actually. You're right. Galena, yeah. Illinois, yeah. It's right on the border there, but it's Illinois. I mean, yeah, that's just, it just nothing's nothing does it like for Min- me there. Like but Minnesota. There's, like, there's, like, I'm not going to knock 
Nebraska. Omaha is sneaky awesome. Yeah, but that's you have like one personal experience in Omaha. Like. No, no, I've been there a couple times for curling, not but just I mean, for like, the Olympic trials. And like, yes, it was dope that I was able to win there. Yeah, but I but more like, of like like it's a cool town. But I'm like, saying we that went like, out and did stuff. You don't have like. How, how does it compare to Springfield? You don't know because how many times you've been to Springfield, Illinois? I'm, I'm not saying it's better or worse yeah. or whatever. I'm just saying that like you've had a positive experience. Like there's a lot of my point is there's actually a lot of great places if we wanted to like be positive <laughs> on it. Like you could probably find some cool places in every one of those states that right. have a similar story to Omaha, Nebraska. Like this is a good time. I told you, I went to Oklahoma City uh, earlier this year. I loved it. It's a cool little spot. I was in Bricktown. Uh, they had some uh, some good food. Uh, they had some good drinks. They had a ballpark. Uh, the Oklahoma City Dodgers right downtown. And I was like, you know what? I'd come back here again. And there was like horse farms, things like that around. But there was enough in the city where you could just like hang and have a good time in Oklahoma City. The Thunder are there. There was like a good mix. So my point is a lot of places are kind of like what you make. And I can't believe I'm the one saying this, but it is a lot of like what you make out of a place. But uh, what is the worst state in the Big Ten? 844-770-3776. Jeremiah Madison chimes in with his horror flick. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Ugh. or House of a Thousand Corpses. I heard that one was really good. That's a Rob yeah. Zombie one. And it's, yep. the House of a Thousand Corpses is based on some, I think, serial killer family that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. So those are always extra creepy when they're based on something real. Was it like Captain Spalding or Spaldman or something, I think the name, the main character was in that. I don't know. I never saw it. Oh, it's so creepy. But I heard, yeah, I mean, Rob Zombie's creepy. I mean, yeah. in a bad way, but. Yeah, I mean, that's his thing. Yes, that, that is definitely his thing. And I think he has, do you have a couple? Do you have one horror movie? Do you do another? I feel like he did, he did a few another. more. Yeah, there's at least two or three. Yeah, what, what about, I never saw The Hostel. Is that, those were really popular for a while. Yeah, those are, feel like they're more like. Almost like cringe moments, right? Is that what it is? I don't. I have kind of like there's jump scares, but I feel like there's it's kind of like torturous, right? <laughs> you get stuck on this island, and then they basically torture you into having to stay on it. It's it's, it's I didn't love them, but I don't like scary movies, so not for me. I don't like when they turn into slasher flicks, and it's just as much gore as they can get on the screen. That's why your next felt like it was going to be the next Strangers. I remember when that came out when I was in high school, I was all excited. And it just fell flat on its face. There was blood everywhere, and I was like, fine, whatever. It was Captain Spaulding. Got it. Thanks, Jay, for looking that up. And uh, so we did, I, Rolling Stone did 101 best horror movies. So we can, uh, I'll tell you what they have for uh, number one uh, a little bit later in the show. It was, I'll tell you what, number I gotta two. I got guess. I know what Okay, what do you think? Is. What do you think one was? Is it Psycho? Uh, that was two. Ah. Uh, of that era, though. Is it the birds and Hitchcock's? Nope. No, nope. Then I don't know. Those are the two. That I Exorcist. Thought. The Exorcist. Okay, that's fair. That yeah. one's that one. That's very. Scary. That one definitely creeped me out. I will be honest. Exorcist. And then The Ring made number three. That was the most oh recent one. Oh my ones. gosh, The Ring. <laughs> yeah, that came out. I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Oh man, we freaked one of our friends out. And we called her phone like as like right at the point when we watched the movie, and it was a disaster of a night. Well, we th- thought it was a f- funny little like triple date joke we'll play on one of our friends' girlfriends. Oh my gosh, did that ruin like maybe all of our relationships? <laughs> maybe every single one of us relationships. Our, yeah, exactly. Was, you know, we we were, like supervised watching a movie in like our friend's basement, but whatever whatever was happening was not happening any longer <laughs> because we scared the snot out of this girl. Oh my gosh, the ring is more. That's the one where like. 
Isn't the girl like a pirate random movie, place? Well, if you watch the movie seven days later, she'll get you. Oh, but, okay. And like she comes out of the TV, or like you, you just can't get away. But like, there's also like scenes where like she's like standing in the hallway, or like stand like because I remember like the she's ki- there, or like the TV yes, turns on. When you have kids, there's random times where like they'll just be like stand like they'll stand in the hallway and watch you sleep, and, like before they come wake you up, or whatever. <laughs> or like they'll be standing, like you wake up and all of a sudden like I feel like something's watching me, and you open your eyes and. When your children is staring at you because they had a bad dream, and you're like, "Why did you wake me up? Like, how long have you been here? Freaking me out!" <laughs> but like, so that's what I was thinking of the ring is that like, kids a lot of times right before before they wake you up, they might stand there for a couple seconds before that's they wake fair. you up, yeah. Or you get the sense like like I don't yeah, know if it's, it's a like parent a, sense. It's like a ten year old or twelve year old like girl with hair over. Her face. Yes, yeah. So yeah, no, absolutely. The ring was so scary. That deserves to be number three. <laughs> Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. If you're a fan of horror movies, tell us what your favorite horror movie is. I'll tell you uh, my favorite jeweler, Chalmers Jewelers in Madison. You can get uh, repairs done there. You can get. Uh, I'm wearing my ball watch from the good folks at Chalmers Jewelers. It's a family business. You got Scott there. You got Garrett. You got Ruth. They took my mother-in-law's antique ring. They they're actually able to beef it up a little bit, so it had a little bit more uh, substance going on. They had, it had been stretched too many times, apparently. Yeah, so, so I they'll mean, take care of it. old jewelry if you need new jewelry, custom jewelry. And then one of the, I learned the other day when we were there that uh, what was it like? If you I forgot what type of ring it was. It's a gold ring that you can't. Like you can't lift in because it'll mess up the ring. Was that what it was? Well, just gold in general is like a soft metal, yeah. so like you can you can bend it yourself. Yeah. So you yeah. should take it off if you are doing you know like yeah. curling or whatever like that. Like if you do bend it, they can straighten they can it up fix for it. For you. Yeah, yeah, they can fix it for you. But that was something I had to learn. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. And glorious. B word. I don't know if I can say that word. I think. Why can't you say? I mean, bastards. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not totally familiar with the words that you can and cannot say on the air. So the I try cabin to in the woods. I feel like I've seen it, but I do not remember it. I do see that Chris Hemsworth is in it. Uh, then you have Jesse Williams. You have Bradley Whitford. I love Bradley Whitford. He actually was at the Madison for a while. He like lived in Madison for a little bit. Bradley Whitford. He. Uh, you'd recognize his face. He was in most probably famous for West Wing. He was in that, but. That might be one to, to pop back on the list there, too. 844-770-3776. Do you watch horror movies? I would say this, Matt, and I don't know exactly what it'll look like around Halloween, but this is a night for, like, pizza and, like, a horror flick. I mean, it is dreary. It is rained all yeah, day. It's kind of cold. That's definitely it. Yeah, or whatever it is you want to eat, but, mm-hmm. like, crack a window, turn on the, like... We have the the fireplace, like light the fireplace. Like this weather is definitely a vibe, though. Like, yeah, I picked out a specific record that for this afternoon when I was cleaning the house, like kind of rainy day vibes, right? Yeah. Like, get get in the mood, and it seems like a scary movie might be the might be a good play for a lot of people tonight. I'll throw that out there before we throw stones. Uh, what's your rainy day vibe music? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Sticks and stones break Ryan's bones, but words, they confuse me. I'm dyslexic. It's hard to figure those out. You know, it's all good. Uh, But we're going to start... 
with. Um, Do you think it was rude that they made the word for not understanding letters a weird word like dyslexic? No, because like an X is really notable. Like if you see an X in the middle of a word, you know it's there. Okay, so, so it's not as bad as like lisp. Do you think there's a science to the word? Like they picked that word, maybe the most recognizable letters. I don't. Yeah. Know. Well, either way, that. lisp is rude for people who have a lisp. That. That's the I'll, worst. I'll give you that. That's for the sure. worst. Okay. I'll give fair you that enough. For sure. Well, we're gonna start with someone who's a little all over the place. Uh, just kind of like that was uh, Will Ferrell, notorious Packer fan, was at a frat party this past weekend DJing for his son. Yeah. Uh, given the opportunity, would you go DJ a a party for your kids, Jim? You're the one with kids, so we'll start with you. <laughs> my daughter right now, my oldest, is in the stage where like she, I think, is embarrassed by me. So like, oh, so then, absolutely. Like, I would take extreme joy uh, in embarrassing her by playing songs that I know she likes, that I like too, and then we'll play a bunch of those songs. It sounds like a blast. I do hope that... Uh, it sounds like Will's got a great relationship with his son that he goes out there and DJs that. I think that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I would do it. I would love the opportunity to do it, and uh, hopefully the kids will think it was cool someday. I'm with Jim. I'm 10 out of 10 for embarrassing kids, uh, especially when they're mine. My dad and my mom embarrassed me enough. I just want to pay it forward. All right, that was nice and easy. Uh, we will skip right to the next one then. A 42-year-old woman in England threw a wedding for herself. She had 30 people attend the ceremony, and she saved up for this wedding for years. She was saving herself for marriage, and she married herself. Would you go to your friend's single wedding if you were invited? Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Man, they'd have to be a pretty darn good friend because they are queerly nuts. Like... I, they must be bringing something to the table to be your friend at that point. You do that is the biggest red flag when you were choosing friends. If they are literally marrying themselves, like I'm all about mental health and self love and making sure that you're in the best mental place possible. But that is nuts. You can go ahead and marry yourself in your own time. Don't try and get a wedding gift out of me and waste my weekend afternoon when I have a million other things to do than celebrate the day that you decided you love yourself the most. So, explain this more to me. So, this is a ceremony that someone decides that they love themselves and they marry themselves? Yep, they were waiting for marriage for 20 years. They were 42 years old. I don't know where 20 years came from, but at the end, they decided to marry themselves. They bought a dress, they rented a, a cathedral, and they had uh, bridesmaids t toasting to them and choosing them. And 30 people showed up okay. for her wedding for herself. So a couple things. Like, I get the idea if it's really that important to you. Like, I don't mean this in, to be rude. It feels almost sad that clearly this person wanted to be able to wear a dress and wanted to go through the whole motions. And yes, they have to be very good friends, Matt. And this is definitely, I think, specific to... Um, like in this case, this woman needs to have her bridesmaid. She, this is something she wanted forever. But also, like, can I just say this? I feel like forty two is a little early to pull the ripcord. Like, as far yeah. as like, you know, because like, you just any other person who's got, you know, some cognitive abilities still putting it together is like they already called it quits. Why am I going to try and waste my time at this point? But but, all, but I just mean like at forty two, like there's like a whole like there could be people who like. What in like five six years it could be people like in their oh, or geez, eight years. And plus you don't want to be like a home wrecker, right? Like that's a married woman. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. But right though, like 42 is a little early to say like marriage isn't going to happen for me, right? 
Like that's a little not a, a fan of infidelity, so I couldn't be a part of that. Uh, that's that's what I was getting at. Is that it seems a little bit uh, early to pull uh, the ripcord there. Microsoft City chimes in. Bradley Whitford, who like I said has Madison ties, was also in Billy Madison. You would know him from that as well. Mm. Eric in Green Bay ch- uh, chimes in with dyslexia is from the Greek word dis difficult and Lexus word. Eric and Green Bay. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thank you, Eric. I'm I, just assuming that's real. I mean, learning more honestly, about I believe yet. It's 100. percent It's a good life. It is. So. Yeah. You know what, Eric? You get a point. <laughs> uh, all right. So we were talking about this in the office today. Everyone was kind of just shooting the, you know what? And we were asking, what is your player comp? So in any sport outside of curling, Matt, <laughs> who is your player comp as a person or as a player? Jim, we're going to start with you. So I don't know if this started. So I we kind of had a uh, kind of a coffee with all the marketing consultants, and I was asking a duel, who like who, one of our marketing consultants, like, hey, who's your comp when you were like playing basketball regularly? And he drops Dwayne Wade on me. I'm like, get out of here! Like, come on! Like, that's what you're gonna roll with, Dwayne Wade? Like, Jesus! Like, I guess so. Mine's Michael. Tr- no, I joke now, <laughs> and you guys probably don't know even who this person is, but I mean, you know him as the broadcaster. But I would joke now that my basketball game as a pickup game would be like Mark Jackson, who played for the Indiana Pacers. And the Knicks, very much like glued to the floor, good passer, knock down the open shot, and get to the hoop based on like sheer, like, yeah, what's the word here? Not like determination or guile, but like misdirection. Like, you know, like I have like some post moves and I'm moving like a way that you might not be expecting, and that's how I get to the hoop. It's not through athleticism. So I'm not patting myself on the back. I would just have like old guys, six foot tall, used to, used to be able to play basketball games. Um, I, I'm gonna. My comp is going to be Jamal Williams, locker room guy. You need, you need uh, two yards. I'll get you three. You need four yards. I'll get you three. Like I'm that guy who's gonna be positive in the locker room. You know what I'm capable of. No one's gonna expect more or less because I like steady Eddie as a player. I, I feel like in curling, I've got a you know a pretty high floor. But you know that hundred percent game has still eluded me. Uh, I'm not gonna like exceed expectations. I have a role on the team. I fill it very well. Uh, being that locker room personality vibe guy on the team, also me. So I'm definitely Jamal Williams of the team Schuster. All right. Well, we've got a tie game right now. I want to end it here though. So we want to. I want to hear what is your player comp for prime time, Ryan Wollersheim. Uh, Jim, you had a second to think here, so I'm going to start with you. What is prime time's player comp? I love a player comp. It just reminds me of Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> Howdy, cowboy. There's a stink in my boot. Like I don't know. That's what I got. I, he just reminds me of uh, Woody from Toy Story. Ryan Wolersheim, 100% Mike McDaniels. He's like the ball boy that grew up in Denver just wishing to be on the field one day. I'm going to work for this organization one day. Ship him off. He goes to Miami. Now he's the coach of the most high-flying, exciting team in the NFL. Ryan Wolersheim is alpha nerd. He is Mike McDaniels. It's not a player, but it's a player adjacent. I just need to point this out because you did it yesterday, too. Uh, it's very much a Wisconsin thing. Mike McDaniel. Oh, I've thrown the S on it? Yeah. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, Sorry. There you go. <laughs> just, no, no, no. Just, no yeah, I appreciate I'm not trying to be a jerk about correction. it, but like, it's two days in a row. We just got to nip in the bud. Can I, I, I've got a... Yeah. We had an Owen Daniels tight end. No, I've got a friend named Owen Daniels. Like, no, I, it, there's McDaniels just, out there. There's yeah. Ja- yeah, so like, I get fault. it. Yeah, no, I apologize. I had to double check it. Like in my head, I was like, "I think well, it's I said right. it so confidently. I'm, I don't blame so you." So then you, for Josh being... McDaniels and Mike McDaniels. So like, oh, this is fine. 
I can't believe neither of you went with actual player comps. That's absolutely excellent. <laughs> but what player would you go with? <laughs> I don't know, Geronimo Allison, he's gangly. Oh well, my. we'll give it to you, Matt. That was hilarious. <laughs> Mike McDaniel, awesome. <laughs> Elf nerd, Ryan, if you're listening, we love you. We miss you. G's holding it down great today, but looking forward to having you back next week. This is Roger Hamilton. We have a whole other segment. See you, Elf nerd. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Wrapping up Fish Friday on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. I guess we'll have to get some uh, a fish fry in here. That's not a bad idea, Matt. Next time we're both in here, we'll get a fish fry in here. <laughs> Next time we're both in here on a Friday? Yeah. All right. We'll see you in January. For Friday Fish Fry, we'll do uh, <laughs> a fish fry whenever we get Here's a chance. I think Chris Orr likes a fish fry. We can figure something out. We can, we can get it done, but we just don't rush. We're, we're going to be on for a long time, Matt Hamilton, That's and Fish Fry point. is going to run for a long time. We are going to be like the new fish. We're going to tour. We're just going to jam on forever <laughs> and forever, and uh, our live shows will be better than our tape shows. Not that we do tape shows. We don't have albums or anything. <laughs> Maybe we put yeah. out an album. Yeah. I well, uh, Primetime Warship's working on a playlist, Spotify playlist. Yeah, the Badger Pump Up playlist. There you go. That's what he's working on. Matt in the greenhouse chimes in. Wooly is Amari Rogers because he's always dropping the ball. <laughs> oh man! There you go, Alex G. Behind the glass today. <laughs> dropping the ball. Uh. Yeah, the third round pick. <laughs> Just woof. Oh my gosh! Hopefully, uh, Primetime's in the league a little bit longer than Amari. Is Amari still on the team? I thought he was in Houston, but I don't know if he's on a team. I felt like you just had to have him on your fantasy football team. If you're new to the show, Matt Hamilton last year. Bold prediction. What was it now? I don't want to add like too much to it. Five tutties, 500, 600 yards. I think like, it was 600 yards. Was, that was the was one that blew my season. mind. That yeah. was like a good chunk of change. Oh, yeah. Dude was going to be productive for the Packers last year. <laughs> he didn't even he finish. He was primed. He was in the best shape of his life, according to his trainer. You know what? I'm in the best shape of my life, according to my trainers at Carbon World Health. I'm the fittest, healthiest, and lightest I've been in years, thanks to the team of Carbon World Health. And uh, it's because Dr. Nestor Rodriguez. It's because he's helped me uh, lose weight like I never expected to be able to with some of my glutite. And I'm dropping fat, not muscle, with this game-changing, FDA-approved weight loss treatment. Go to CarbonWorldHealth.com to learn how you can do the same. It's affordable, it's safe, and will help you lose weight. So whether it's for yourself or someone in your life, at least let them go have a consultation with Dr. Nestor Rodriguez over at Carbon World Health. Uh, he's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We did ask the question earlier in the show. Our first Iron Jack poll question, which revenge game matters the most for Luke Fickle and the Badgers? Minnesota at 58%, Iowa at 34%, Illinois only at 8 So we all I agree that everybody Iowa... is looking a little... Like, at the end of the season, I agree. I think it's the Minnesota one. But, like, we could have the West locked up before Minnesota. I don't see how we're... Like, I feel like we're getting ahead of Iowa here. This is the most important one that Fickle's got because this is going to have... Major implications down the line. Does it matter at all whatever the record is for the Badgers as long as they get to the Big Ten Championship game? Yeah, because there's going to be... you know, Say the Badgers lose to Ohio State and that's it. We run the table everywhere else. It's not crazy to think. It's not crazy to think because I feel like Iowa and Minnesota are the next two toughest teams on the schedule outside yeah, of I'll run Ohio State. Right now for you. You got Iowa. Dub. Yeah, then you got, uh, then you got Ohio State, I believe. Okay, so that's your L. No, Iowa, Illinois. Dub. So Iowa, Illinois, then Ohio State. That's okay, your there's L. your L. Indiana. Dub. Northwestern. Dub. 
Nebraska. Dub. Minnesota. Dub. So, like, losing this game's pivotal. So, like, if you go in and you lose a close one to Ohio State and run the table here, you might, you know, Badger fans might believe that they can win that Ohio State game. If we lose to Iowa, you know, lose to Ohio State in embarrassing fashion and maybe grind out a game against Northwestern and Minnesota, like, you're, we're going to go into that Big Ten championship game knowing that Ohio State's going to put up 50. Right? Like, th- th- that's not going to feel great. Yeah, Ohio State, it's honestly about, like, mitigating the damage. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and, like, and, and if you can get a couple turnovers here and there but mitigate as much damage as you can when they have the ball, like, I'm not saying it's impossible for the Badgers to to beat Ohio State, but first year, like, I'm not putting that expectation on them. Can I – just a side note here. There's this weird thing on Packers Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just a side note. I saw it again on my social media. Of Packer fans getting all excited that Max Crosby tried to tackle Jordan Love and Jordan Love kind of stiff armed to the ground. But that play was not a real thing because there was a hold. And so it is it is weird. I mean it was cool, but like it's super weird to like to me it's a red flag. Like we're gravitating in that game to a play that didn't even count. And even if it did count, it wouldn't have been that great. But like we're really grasping at straws for the love thing. It does not matter that he got away from Max Crosby. What matters is he has a big jump to be made here. Now, luckily, I think Denver is borderline about ready just to implode. That's why that like that Denver game, Matt. We got you know next week. You're in a little bit, but that Denver game is right there as a season defining game for the Packers because if they and lo- Denver which and is Denver, the crazy yes. part. So like that's that's the part that makes me just ever so slightly nervous about it is the fact that this this Denver team, they're at that point where they got to make a choice. Are we going to tank for Caleb Williams and eat this Russell contract? Or are we going to let... How far are the Packers from that decision? That, that, that That's the thing. The loser of this game probably has to consider it. Now, the uh, Broncos kept the Chiefs 19 points. So I don't know if they figured out right. something defensively. I mean, a little bit of a rivalry game. Right. I mean, you they know, gave like, up 28 to Chicago. They gave up 31 to the Jets. And they gave up 70 to the Dolphins. So right. Like, I just look at rivalry games as a little bit more like even playing field. Team right. No, I agree. Get up yeah. for it. No, so. I agree. So, like, and they gave up 33 to – I mean, they're one of the worst. I texted Strofe last night. I was like, oh, easy lock of the week. Like, how do you like that? He's like – a, a field goal inside two minutes, that's your lock? That was like your guaranteed thing? <laughs> I just responded with a bada-bing, bada-boom. <laughs> 11 points covers the spread if it's 10 and a half, Alex. And L. Michaels <laughs> did point that out, that 11 was important to he a lot did. of people. Yes, yes. That, <laughs> that, was, was pretty, that was pretty amazing. I was With how much Kelsey was dominating last night, I really thought that the, they were going to easily cover that one. Glad I still got the, the dub. The Chiefs, uh, so in betting uh, Bruston, we do our little betting game there. The Chiefs are the I'm on two. Well, now I'm one and uh, two, but the Chiefs are the team to get me. Because both times I thought over on the Bears, but then they pulled Mahomes early. And there was right. another one. Mahomes slid. the smart thing to do. Oh, against got, the Jets. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So I haven't. I stayed you away. Did, you stayed away this time? Yes, I stayed away <laughs> this time. I still like my 49ers versus the Browns. I think the Browns are That's, teetering yeah, on disaster as well. That was my second favorite pick on the board. Uh, but... I do really like the Badgers. I think this game is going to be... I think 9.5 is what the spread is right now, or at least that's Correct. what it opened at. I think that's kind of snacky for the Badgers. I think we're going to be able to really manage their offense, and I don't think that defense is going to be able to hold up for four quarters. I think they'll do okay for the first half while they're still fresh so now against it's the up run to, game. On CBS, it's up to 10. 
It's up to 10. Yes. I, 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 I mean, that half point does matter, but I still like it. Here's the thing. I like it, and I like the under. Like, I don't think I Iowa... took the over because I, I think Braylon Allen's going to have a, a day, personally. He might, but I think the weather could really screw that up, even with the... Because now Iowa can just gear against the run as well. So, like, even with that, I just think this is going to be an ugly, bleeded-out football game. And I don't think Iowa... I could see Iowa losing this game, like, 30-3. to and That and would be Brown an Allen, under. Yes. And Braylon so, Allen like, would feast. I just think Iowa is going to be so inept... Uh, offensively, that I think it's going to be really tough for them to get enough points to get the to participate in the over twenty seven ten. I'm that's my belief. That's what we're going with. And I cannot remember what I sent to Maddie, but I it's very similar to what I think I had for the like the Packers game. I think it's going to be under thirty five, and I think like maybe an ugly twenty four to seven or something like that. (laughs) You know, something gross. Uh, it, it, I think it's going to be a gross game weather-wise. I mean, I know that maybe the rain is supposed to hold off or be done by be that done point. It's going to be a wet field. It's going to be damp. It's going to be nasty. Windy. And it's going to be very much a Hakai versus ba- Windy as well. Yeah. Hakai versus Bajir uh, nature film sort of uh, game out yep. there. Yep. We need the big, burly <laughs> Badgers, the Bajirs of yeah. the North. And look, you got uh, Allen can run. I like Aker. He runs with. He runs angry. He runs looking for they run into people. Yeah. I like that. And so, and, and Mordecai, he's showing a willingness to, to run the football. So, I, I think they're going to run. I think they're going to run for over two. I think they might be running close to three hundred yards. Yeah, I don't think it's not going to be a pass-heavy game, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be gross out there. And I mean, obviously, Phil Longo used to the pass game as part of his uh, game plan. And if Iowa's going to give yeah. him the pass, they're going to take it. But I, I think it's going to open up the run. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a big running game. I think the Badgers win. I think we'll be talking about that. On Monday, you won't be with us, but Chris Orr will be here and he'll be happy. He's the honorary captain. This has been Roger Hamilton. Enjoy your weekend. See ya.